Hi, and welcome back to Travel Time. This time we're talking about a second trip we took on the Disney Wish. We had originally been booked on the Wish for the fifth or sixth sailing, but when the maiden voyage got moved, we were among the cruises that got bumped because of the change. We ended up turning that cruise into two shorter cruises on the Wish, and this was the second of those. Although not our favorite ship, this itinerary did line up exactly to a four-day weekend for our kids. Sometimes we have to go with the itinerary that works with school schedules versus the one we would have picked if we if that weren't an issue. We flew down after school on Thursday and embarked on Friday. We had booked a few activities like a Segway tour on the Blue Lagoon, parasailing on Castaway Key, and an Enchante brunch as well as some drink tastings while on board. Several weeks after all the booking windows opened, we received an email that the Enchante brunch was no longer available to us. We're still not sure if my son and husband's reservation was kicked out because someone from concierge wanted it or if they weren't doing it at all. The thing that was really frustrating if they canceled it altogether was that they did it well after our early booking window was open. So by the time we found out all the Palo brunches were taken, as well as all the Palo dinner times. They had tried Palo on the last sailing and had been eager to try Enchante, but wanted brunch and not dinner. On a three-night cruise, dinner meant missing a rotational seating, which was appealing if they could pick their least favorite one, but since we don't know the dining rotation until we get on the ship, you can't really plan for that. We ended up just sending someone down to Luna as soon as the reservation changes were opening up, and my husband went down to try to get one for Marvel night and was successful. So generally, a lot of times you'll see advice to go straight to the place where they're doing restaurant changes and ask for those in advance. On the Wish, it appears that they had that only starting at 1 p.m., so if you had an early embarkation time, like we got on closer to noon, you actually couldn't go and kind of get in line for the dining changes until 1, and so... A little bit before one, he showed up to kind of get in line and then would, luckily was able to do that. Something I highly recommend because it seems like they maybe hold some reservations back or there are always a few people who cancel last minute might give you an opportunity to go where it might not have been available online. Then when we got on board, um, they had also canceled our port adventure in Nassau and the Segway tour was not available. No reason was cited for the cancellation, but we went and I chatted with the port excursion desk and it appeared that it was due to the tour not being full. Sometimes, some of the reasons they commonly will cancel, and to be clear, like in, this was our seventh cruise and out of seven cruises on Disney Cruise Line, we had never had an excursion canceled before. It sounds like from most of the people I've talked to who have had them canceled, it's either they didn't fill the excursion fill enough to, to let it go, or sometimes if the tour operator is having an issue, like maybe the van that they take to take everybody out or somebody calls in sick or something. Sometimes they have to cancel for like logistics reasons. This one appeared to be for not being full. So we asked if our second choice, the Ardasta Zoo outing was open and they had also canceled that one. So we decided to just not do any of the formal excursions and go out on our own. We bought advanced tickets online on the ship, so Wi-Fi, and we were able to get a discount through that plan. Basically, buying online saved us several dollars each. And then once ashore, there were many cabs and ride hire services right at the port. We hailed one of the cabs, and the driver took us to the zoo. I was pretty sure that there wouldn't be any cabs just hanging around the zoo because it's not out on the main strip at all. So we asked if he had a card or anything so we could call if we needed to pick up and we could arrange with the company. Instead, we were lucky because he asked when we planned to leave the zoo and offered to just come back and pick us up so we wouldn't have to call. This ended up working out perfectly. He picked us up at the appointed time and we had given ourselves about three hours to visit the zoo. 
I will say I'm going to do another episode that's just on this excursion, but in my opinion, it's more of a two hour, it's more of a two hour visit is about the right amount of time for that. Maybe a little more or less, but generally you can see everything that's there in two hours and, and also see the shows and everything like that. I would make sure you get to see the train flamingos while you're there, because that to me was kind of the highlight and was really cool. It's basically more of a wildlife sanctuary type of zoo. They take in injured animals that can't survive in the wild and either rehabilitate them so they can be re-released, or if they'll never be able to re-release, they continue to live there. So the keepers were all very willing to share their knowledge and answer questions. Um, Because of the rehabilitation part of the zoo, the animals you see on any given trip might be different than what somebody else saw on a trip. The flamingos, the trained flamingos, are, are always there. And there are a few other residents that are kind of always there, but a lot of the others are kind of in and out. And so you also might walk by some empty cages because someone's just been released back into the wild. And there's a little bit of just walking between the cages to see which ones have the animals. It was a very pretty zoo. The the settings between the cages and things were all very natural looking and laid back, kind of a laid back pace to the whole experience. While we were at the zoo, my husband and my older son, who had recently turned 18, went ashore to have a drink together. Um, The drinking age in the Bahamas is 18, so they were able to find a local bar and hang out for a little bit. And then the next day we docked in Castaway Key. We cruise in the winter nearly every year and have been trying to do the parasailing on all of the six previous winter sailings. All but one parasailing was canceled, either due to winds or once because we couldn't dock at all. On the other, my son who wanted to parasail got food poisoning and they wouldn't allow him to cancel. So this time it did go as scheduled. It was a beautiful day. He had a great time. Um, Since he was on the excursion by himself, he did have to fly tandem with an instructor. A few tips if you have a teen wanting to do this and you don't want to do it. Um, You do have to stop by Marge's Barges to sign a waiver for them to participate, but you can do that in advance of the excursion time. For us, he was going at 11 a.m. and I had an excursion at 10 a.m. So I signed the form at 9 a.m. before I went on my excursion and they kept it on file for when he came down. Note that most people do go tandem. They don't very often do a single person at once. So if anyone in your party is doing that solo or if you have an uneven number of people, they're likely going to get paired with an instructor or someone to fly tandem. I usually really look forward to Castaway partially because I like Cookies Barbecue Um, specifically, I like cookies too, but on this particular trip, the barbecue was not quite as good as usual. I'm not sure what the issue was, or if it was because I usually go right when it opens and this was at the end of the serving time, but it was sort of lackluster. Overall, I will say I enjoyed the wish a little bit more in the second sailing. I've become a big fan of the beignets that they serve in the princess and the frog bar, (laughs) but it's still my least favorite ship of the form, mostly because it's a little too princessy for me, if I'm being honest. And because of a few things around the design, like there's no walking track. I do really miss that. That was, that's usually a big place where we hang out and take advantage of that for exercise, walking around the deck. There also really isn't anywhere for adults to hang out. And so since we have an older family, we don't generally hang out as much in the, the very kid heavy areas of the ship. On the other ships, that's usually not a problem. And I'm very quick to tell people Disney isn't just a kid's ship. It's really fun for adults. But on the Wish, I don't think that's as true. For example, Match Your Mate and the adult games aren't as much fun when they have to keep stopping to ask kids to leave the theater. It's awkward when kids are constantly running by and yelling or looking in through the windows when we're, they're doing having kind of adult conversations on stage or adult games going on. I really like the adult-themed areas on all the other ships. My husband and I spent a lot of time hanging out in those areas 
participating in the activities for the adults. It gives a nice refuge too for the adults who want to break. Um, when my kids were little, littler, it was nice to be able to go and hang out with other adults and just have some adult fun for a bit. I did get the rainforest pass for this cruise for the entire length. Um, and I'm very happy I did that because I had access to that adult only area. Had to, it had two hot tubs. Since the adult pool area got very pared down on the wish compared to the other ship, the one hot tub they left there is almost always packed. There's no way to get into it unless you just stand there for a long time. And the pool is seriously smaller as well as a lot less chairs for adults to relax in. Going to the rainforest room for me, say, fix that because it was definitely adults only and there was never a problem finding a chair, never a problem getting in the hot tub. Personally, I also really love the Fidgetarium, which none of the other ships have. So that was really nice for me. A couple things for us, if we do sail the wish again, we'll likely skip a lot of the adult games and entertainment since increasingly we feel like Luna isn't really adult only, even though they say it is just being out in the open in a non-adult area. It would be different if they were at all effective in keeping the kids out of that area. Once it's a, once it's the adult only time, but they actually schedule like family activities in the room right next to it, which guarantees kids are constantly going to be in the area. It's really a shame because their adult only entertainment crew on all the other ships. And even on this ship, the crew for adult entertainment is always really good. We just love getting to know that team and being able to kind of enjoy all the different things they put on. It's just a totally different experience on the wish, just not as much fun. So we'll definitely keep that in mind. Will we sail the wish again? Possibly if it's the only itinerary that works, are we going to seek it out? Probably not. So that's okay. Cause we've got some more good cruises coming up because we do love the cruises and a couple other fun trips coming up. So until next time, happy travels.